0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: You're listening to Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch. You may have heard our recent Media Minute talking about how teen girls are using social media to diagnose mental health disorders and some of the risks with that. Joining us to talk more about it is media literacy expert, author, and Webster University instructor Julie Smith. Julie, good morning. Hi, Megan. So tell us what is happening on these platforms let me set the stage for you. The New York Times says that Generation Z
0: prefers to get information from faces rather than words. And after we've been following someone on TikTok or YouTube, we feel like we know them for a while, right? We did a whole podcast on that, the parasocial relationship. You feel like you know these people. So say that you're a seventh grade girl. You've got hormones flowing through you like crazy. You had a horrible day at school. The the person you have a crush on sat next to somebody else at lunch. You failed a test. Your parents are mad at you. You have all of these emotions happening. You get on TikTok, and one of the people that you have followed for years and you feel like you know says that they have disassociative identity disorder, and they're explaining how they feel right then. What are the odds that you, as a seventh-grade girl, is going to think, Oh, I feel that way right now, too. I must also have this.
1: Yeah, I can tick off these three points right. you made.
0: Maybe not the other five. Right. But I have one symptom. So I must have this. So now I want to learn more about this disassociative identity disorder. So I'm going to click on that hashtag DID. Now I have trained the algorithm of TikTok to give me more of the videos that have that particular hashtag. So now I'm in a rabbit hole of this new community that I have found that's affirming how I feel right now. And I have now labeled myself with disassociative identity disorder without talking to any mental health professional at all. It's it's tricky and it's very common.
1: You pointed out in that media minute that on one hand... People going on social media and sharing these experiences is leading, hopefully, to some destigmatization of right. mental health issues.
0: Right, right, and it's great because, um, you know, that generation is is so much more self aware than we were when they were that age. But because we're self diagnosing, it can lead to not getting the help that you might need, incorrecting labeling yourself, um, making it your identity, and. Also, you might try some ineffective treatments that are listed in the, in the platform. So is it good that we're talking about mental health? Yes. Should we get diagnoses from mental health professionals instead of people on TikTok?
1: Yes. Is part of the problem that on some of these platforms, because they skew toward younger audiences, there's not necessarily the experts in mental health that are on these platforms providing information as well.
0: Do you know, ironically enough, one of the biggest mental health professionals on TikTok is named Julie Smith. What do you know? I know. She has a fabulous accent, though. She's from the UK. Uh, I wish I sounded like she did. But she talks about this constantly to make sure that you are getting information from actual professionals Um, because what, even though people are talking about mental health, It can also lead to misconceptions about it. Um, Mental health issues are actually really, really complicated and can't be diagnosed or quote unquote solved
1: by watching a 40 second TikTok video. And it, that,
0: that's where it gets tricky.
1: It almost sounds like the web MD of the young generation.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the, the algorithms, once the algorithms know that you're interested in that sort of thing, they're going to keep giving it to you. And so then that becomes your online experience. And with teenagers spending up to 11 hours a day consuming these messages, it can get really overwhelming. Say that again. How many hours? Uh, the average American spends 11 hours and 40 minutes a day consuming electronic mass media unbelievable. Yeah, so we get to that amount by being double screeners or triple screeners. So if I'm watching TV, I'm usually also on my phone or if I'm working online, I'm also streaming music and so that's how we get to 11 hours a day. So, uh, you know, that's not necessarily bad.
1: What we're saying is we should, really should be talking about it more than, than we do. I think the one thing that concerns me as well, even though there are maybe some experts online, uh, the recent story where they had to clamp down, the FTC did, on dietitians. Yes. That were being paid to promote sweeteners and sugar and and they they didn't disclose it properly. So, you know, I think that's another thing that we need to be alert to when we're talking about people that may be proposing mental health solutions on social media platforms. Well, and it goes back to one of those classic media literacy questions. What's the motive or intent?
0: And if you are a quote unquote influencer or a TikToker, your intent is always to gain more followers. Not necessarily always tell the truth because your currency is the number of followers you have, because then you can make more money if you monetize your account. So I think it's always important to, to ask that question. What's their motive? Why are they talking about this? And what information is left out? So if maybe, you know, if, if you're that seventh grade girl and you want to learn more about disassociative identity disorder, for example, then maybe you go to WebMD and learn about it. Um, There are lots of ways to to learn about it other than
1: people on TikTok. Help parents because I have kids in that age range and I'm thinking how in the world do I know what they're doing and what they're watching and help them ask those appropriate questions about that content. I think you in
0: the best solution is more conversation. Ask them, how did that video make you feel? How do you think they made that video? Why do you think they made that video? What information did they not mention? Like, is there other information out there that maybe they didn't mention in that video? And where would you find that? How do you know to believe this person? Um, Just, you know, you don't want to interrogate them, but you want to get them talking about uh, where these messages come from and, and why they're so believable to that generation. Julie, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You bet.